Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes. completely eradicating not just reducing completely eradicating i believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for mondays not fridays and get to do their most meaningful work the aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content but instead shift the context under which you operate this podcast is titled choosing leadership because that is what leadership is a choice In each episode I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership at the end i will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast and with that let's get started radmila is the cmo at security hq and she has over 20 years of experience leading marketing and sales teams and is a frequent keynote speaker at conferences In our conversation we spoke about how moving from Macedonia to the UK has shaped her as a leader. We spoke about resilience, persistence and the difficult choices that she had to make once she moved to the UK. And we also spoke about how people are often surprised by her determination but at the same time how she has learned to show vulnerability as well as accepting and being open to criticism. Welcome Radmila to the Choosing Leadership podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm it's my pleasure to be here. Wonderful. It's wonderful to have you with us today. And to begin with for our listeners, can you share a little bit of who you are and what do you do? Yes, my pleasure. Radmila Blazeska, please call me Mila it's easier and shorter to remember. I am a Chief Marketing Officer for Security HQ. We are a global managed security service provider. I've been a marketeer most of my life. I am originally from Macedonia, a tiny country in southern Europe, and I've been living and working in the UK for more than 20 years now. That's wonderful to hear. But can you share a little bit more about uh, like Macedonia, UK? What's uh, behind your journey to where you are today? I visited the UK when I was in my uni as a student and I absolutely fell in love with the country with the culture and everything here. In my first two years of visiting UK all I did was traveling and exploring and obviously adventure as a young person and I saw myself that I fit quite nicely here it was what was missing in my life my professional ambitions I did international economics as my bachelor degree but I never worked a day in that field I did two modules international marketing and marketing but I also had a passion for tv production so in those two years while I was a, a student visiting UK I also did a lot of film production courses 
and I dabbled a little bit about in TV production, which was one of the area fields that I really loved back then. And how has that shaped you? Moving to UK, being from Macedonia, I assume very different cultures, very different countries. How has that shaped you as a person, as a leader? How does it makes you how does it make you stand out from somebody who has only been either in Macedonia or only been in UK? Resilience, persistence, I would say. Also the fact that I wasn't born in this country in in that sense I always had that a feeling that I need to do maybe basically work harder, be better at what I do, learn more and try to acknowledge myself as a professional marketeer, but as well as a person as well. I'm also a very open and sociable person in, in that sense. And I love meeting new people and as well as in my social circle, I'm expanding my friendships and I love experiencing new cultures and being in the UK versus Macedonia, where it's a very close-knit country. It's expanded me as a person, mm. my personality. Yes, I can relate to that because I come from India and then being here for eight years already, I see that my horizons, my perspectives have shifted or expanded, as you said. Absolutely. And also it's the freedom that you feel. I don't know if it's the same just for me or anyone else. I also do have a lot of what we call expats in, in, in my environment. And we all share the same kind of values in that term. We love the countries where we come from, our families, and as well as obviously what shaped us as personalities. But we absolutely love where we are and how we achieved and what we achieved so far in the countries that mm. embraced us. So in that level, although I wasn't born in the UK, I feel like in my whole personality, I'm British. And that's something that kind of drives me. And can you share any key people who have influenced you and who continue to play a role in how you look at the world? And this could be like back from when you were in Macedonia or now from UK? Yes, absolutely. There were a few people through my journey. Obviously, my, my, my family, my parents, who were who are still hardworking people, and they've always shaped us and taught us to embrace knowledge, and as well as do, they opened up the world to me as a child, and basically that everything can be achieved. So there's no borders, and that's how I was brought up, and that's how I bring up my son as well. And through that journey, obviously, I was influenced by a lot of people, you might say, through literature, through movies, through history and things like that. I would like to mention in my marketing, obviously, world, I've always been amazed by Philip Kotler. And like in the beginning, I have always shaped my marketing strategy around as a traditional marketeer back then. I had a, a very good colleague in my, in my past, a sales director, because I also worked in sales. And his motto was always to thrive more, to do more. And no matter even if you are a successful person at what you do, there's always something that you can train and do a little bit better. And as well as I have also had that in my in like my motto as well. I also like to mention a very dear colleague of mine, Sophie Barlett as well. She was my mentor and my and my manager back in one of the companies. I believe now she works for LinkedIn. And when I met her and how she actually was a leader and how she managed the teams and as well as as a, as a person, can also shape me as well and how I'm also managing and mentoring my teams. And now I would say definitely my CEO, Faraz, who is a dear colleague and a friend. And 
I wouldn't have been here where I am if it wasn't for his faith in me and as well as I would say believe in what I can do for for the company and as well as day-to-day job. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. I think as leaders sometimes it can become a lonely journey, but at the same time this is a gift that we give when we talk about people who have impacted our lives and it's easy to forget but we are also as leaders you are also impacting many lives who would see you as key as a key person in their life and one of the reason that I asked this question and I try to bring these stories up is for us to remember as well that every moment which might not be easy we are still making an impact we are still shaping lives in one way or the other absolutely i totally agree because we are always surrounded by a lot of people and and they shape us a lot in our personal life and our professional life yes and can you share one difficult choice which you had to make in your career as a leader which has led you to where you are today difficult journey i think uh, there were two milestones when i moved to the uk for the second time i already had a successful career in macedonia and i was already managing certain companies but my obviously my ambition ambition and passion was leading me to to come back to the uk now when i came here as a marketer i couldn't find a job no one would hire me at back then although i had a cv mm. but obviously as we know it's very hard to achieve that from the beginning so i made a choice of accepting a sales consultancy job for a market research company and at that time i wasn't sure whether i'm doing the right thing or not but it actually was the best choice that i did because working in sales and working with all of those sales teams and working with those customers shaped me even as a better marketer and i worked in sales for a few years while i was also studying my master's degree in international marketing and it was very hard is to study and do a full-time job but i would not have changed it for the world i met wonderful people professors that also shaped me in my in my market marketing professional level and friends that are still there we meet up from time to time from all around the globe and then i was facing obviously the choice of obviously leaving self all that cushion with the targets mm-hmm. and the big bonuses and going back to being a marketeer but my passion and it's always been and it always is marketing when i accepted full marketing role i knew that i can do better at what i am but as well as with my sales experience and and my background now i knew that i can help sales and marketing alignment much better mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that and I think the important lesson is that sometimes in the short horizon we can look at something as a mistake but when you see it from a larger perspective it all pans out nothing ever goes to waste it all builds up to who we are today and as Steve Jobs said you can only connect the dots looking backwards Absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. I think it's also very good to remember that if you have a passion if you have an ambition don't give up on it it doesn't mm. matter when and pan out it will pan out at the end yeah yeah and coming to that passion right of marketing where is that taking you if i zoom out now into the future what is it that is driving you and what is it where do you see yourself like in the next 10 20 years interesting question i think if we look at it why i chose marketing is because as a child i was always achieving very great results in different fields and i couldn't find myself 
in one or the other until I realized that marketing is my field and it, I found my superpower. I'm a science geek and I guess like science fiction geek. So when I think about it, marketing, it is my superpower. Where I am right now, I would like to transfer my knowledge and experience. So I guess I want to mentor other marketeers out there and I want to help them. I love sharing my knowledge and experience. One of the key things is why I'm also accepting a lot of um, keynotes, speaking arrangements, and as well as podcast interviews and so on. I've also am sharing my knowledge with, um, and obviously some of my articles will be published as well. Maybe one of the ambition is maybe in the next 10 years to, to write and publish a book about mm-hmm. my experience. But I think where I see myself is mentoring. Thank you. Yeah. And have you thought of a title of your book? Not yet. <laughs> Okay. And in your day-to-day, given the responsibilities that you have and also the ambitions that you have, what is is it that you find most challenging? What is standing in the way? Most challenging? I think it's also because marketing touches on a lot of fields and a lot of teams. And I think in some ways, you always have to basically promote internally as well what you do and how you do. A lot of people out there feel like marketing teams are sometimes just the people who make nice presentations or they're there to drive leads to the sales teams, but we are everywhere. In that Mm -hmm. sense, we are promoting internally, hiring top talent. We are obviously driving the company objectives and building the brand awareness. So I think the most challenging is that internal relations with the other teams and making them aware that marketing and what we do is also very important on every level. It's not just there nice to have. It is Mm. very important to, to have that belief as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. So my next question would be, given that you have this multitude of experiences, a multitude of backgrounds, not just in sales and marketing, but also from Macedonia and UK, What is it that people misunderstand about you or get wrong about you? I think it's probably my determination. Mm. (laughs) I I have a very high focus. When I get on a project, I don't let go until it's finished, it's successful. And I probably drive everyone around me mad in that that I am very determined in, in that sense that I want to make things right. And I don't leave things half settled, which means I... I sometimes probably fight on every level with other heads of departments to make sure that pitch in and they do mm. their work. So I guess would be my that that term, determination that that makes people say like, okay, it's like yeah. oh okay, you got to do what Mila says because otherwise I don't. I guess that yeah. And how do you manage that? So that drive, that ambition, is a very good skill for any leader to have. But at the same time, sometimes it can create friction. Sometimes it can stop you from being empathetic. How do you manage that balance? I also show that I'm my vulnerability as well. I do mistakes and I honor them. And I also am open to criticism. Whether it's negative, positive criticism, I'm open to it. Obviously, like any person out there, nobody likes criticism. However, I believe that criticism is, is something that we all should take on board which means that also I am looking at everyone's on a level that we are all people, whether we are leaders, whether we are all working together for someone objective. And if something, there is a friction, 
you need to work on that friction. Never let it go. Never let it just under the carpet because at some point in your life or your working career, it will come back and bite you. In, in that sense, I do take problems head on. I'm a solution provider. So when I look at a problem, for me, it's like a mathematical formula. I just look at the board and I'm trying to find a solution. No matter how long time it will require or how many people will be involved in that. And if I don't know the answer, then I go to the person who does know the answer. So I'm open to to solutions. So that, I guess, the combination of the determination and openness to listen to other people and their opinion, I think that's the combination that makes me a good leader. Thank you. Yeah, I think that shows again, once again, bigger perspective or the wider, like how you have opened up and how you can zoom in, but also zoom out when you need to and not get too caught up in one perspective or one way of working. And what advice, and I want to wrap up also, so what advice would you would you give to a leader who is struggling, who has ambition, who wants to pursue their dreams, but at the same time, they are struggling because of the continuous pressure. And if especially if I see the last three years, it has been very uncertain, a lot of changes. So I also know a lot of leaders are struggling to really understand who they are and how do they step out, right? You can just get too engrossed in work that you do not have that capacity to step out of that. So what advice would you give to somebody like that? Acknowledge your fears and get out of your comfort zone. That's what I would say, because that is the difference between a leader who who is out there and basically people respect, because each of us have a different fear within us. Even myself right now doing the podcast, I absolutely don't like seeing myself or hearing my voice. But on the other uh, on, on the other case, it is one of the way of how I would like to share my knowledge and experience with other leaders out there, other marketeers. And that is acknowledging my fear. And I think one of the key things is that also, even if you are in a boardroom and you're talking to your board and you know that you want to say something, but you are fearing to say that, say it's Mm -hmm. better to be said and done rather than keep it to, to yourself. Wonderful. I think I love both sides of like acknowledging your fear and then go beyond the comfort zone. And I think most often we run away or we try to not see the fear but what you are sharing is that when you face the fear actually that's where you draw that courage and not by waiting for something to change externally thank you thank you so much for sharing and once again i always say leadership is a choice you are being vulnerable right now by sharing that there is some fear here, even here in this interview. And I can all very much relate to that because uh, like I procrastinated for a full year before starting my podcast because it was so uncomfortable listening to my own voice and dealing with my own uh, fears in uh, like, who am I to interview somebody? But leadership is about those choices. Those could be little choices, but then those could also be big, meaningful choices. So thank you for sharing the choices that you have made to let you to where you are today. And the intention once again here is to celebrate you for who you are and the choices that you have made. So before we wrap up, if anybody wants to reach out to you, anybody wants to know more about how you are giving back, how you can mentor somebody, what is the best way to do that? And if you have any lasting message, last message. Yeah, absolutely. I'm quite open to discussions and obviously to people to reaching out to me. The LinkedIn, I guess, and LinkedIn messages is a good way they can reach out to me. It might take a while because I do get a lot of messages on LinkedIn for me to get back, but I do get back and I reply to everyone. And I just say that whatever is driving you, just 
keep that de determination. The award is always there. And I would also like to say it was my pleasure and thank you for the invite for this interview. And it was lovely to speaking to you. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, Mila, for sharing your thoughts and being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them? on social media to let them know about the show. And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of, to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.